Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the Belonging Podcast, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self. And it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey for engaging more deeply with your life. I provide stories from my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means the world to me. Welcome to Belonging, a podcast that explores how to come home to yourself in the age of loneliness. I'm Becca Piastrelli, your host and guide on a journey of courageous reconnection. As we explore topics like ancestral wisdom, cultivating meaningful sisterhood, living with the seasons and cycles of the earth and your body, and what it means to be a good ancestor. Hello, and welcome back to Belonging. It's Becca Piastrelli here on this late autumn day here in Northern California, coastal Miwok land. Still no sign of rain. Oh, man. Oh, whoa, man. Oh, dang. Maybe that's better. It's so interesting to feel this deep, deep longing in my body, in the earth's body, in the in just the ethers all around me for relief, the relief that rain brings for this ecosystem that I live in. So send blessings our way, no matter where you are in time and space. I believe in whole time that we get relief soon. <laughs> dry fire season for some rain. Yeah. So there's some exciting news I have for you, despite the rain not coming. And that is after a lot of time and energy and ancestral healing and negative belief systems and yeses and nos and yeses and nos. Yo girl got a book deal. That's right. I just signed a deal with Sounds True Publishing for my first book coming out in autumn 2021, which feels like lifetimes away. And yet I guess that's just how the book publishing world is. So I'm so looking forward to spending 2020 really diving into this book that has been in me for many years now and really is a way to share my work in a deeper way. So can't give any more details because these things change rapidly. I can't tell you how many people in my close circle I was like, this is happening and then it wasn't. So this is happening (laughs) 
And um, I'll keep you posted because you've been with me all the way. I'll keep you posted on the title and everything when it comes out. But I really plan on spending this winter diving into book creation and hope to have it complete by the summer so that uh, I can feel the autumn harvest of 2020 of my hard work. And then it takes another year for the book to come out. So I'm celebrating majorly. I might share more in coming episodes about this process. If you're curious, hmm, I wonder if you're curious because it has been a wild ride emotionally, spiritually, just the labor involved and it hasn't even begun. So it's a little bit of a marathon in that way, but I feel very proud of myself and excited, excited for this next chapter of my work. So more to come there. But today's episode is, I'm super excited about it because it's really actually quite different than my typical conversations. It's with the illustrious Natalie Ross of Earthspeak, which is a very, very cool podcast, formerly known as Dream Freedom Beauty. Natalie Ross has been podcasting for many years, and she is intimately in relationship with the earth. She has been her whole life spiritually connected. And she asked me to go on her podcast a few months ago, I guess. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, where we spoke to the spirit of Nettle. And I was like, kind of nervous about it. Like, this is so weird. Oh my gosh, this is so weird. But also like, it's all I want to do. And it was really, really cool and special. And I love how Natalie holds space to trust yourself and trust your connection with spirit, with plants, with whatever, fill in the blank. I'm not going to tell you what the words are. There's no dogma around here in belonging, but Natalie is about taking you into the home gardens and lives of earth-connected creatives, intuitives, witches, entrepreneurs, and more. And so I turned the tables on her and asked her to come to my home and be with the land I live on and fed her and then sat down on the couch, lit a candle, made some tea, and asked her to share about this work she does of tapping into your intuition, tapping into the spirit of the other world, which is very much ancestrally connected for all of us, no matter our lineages. So I want to acknowledge that your Western mind might be like, what is this real? Can I, I mean, come on. And yeah, you can just say, okay, hey, I see you. And we even address that. We even address that in it, which is pretty cool. She has some awesome responses to that. And then I also invite you into this deeper space of that's brought you here to this podcast, that's brought you here to my work, to the amazing women I interview, which is, oh, there's a deeper connection I'm seeking. There's a deeper connection I already have that I'm remembering. So dive on in with us. It's pretty cool. I present to you my conversation with Natalie Ross. Oh my god i'm s- hi hi <laughs> i get the tables get turned and i interview the interviewer i'm like am i gonna end up interviewing you because i just like because <gasps> you tend to towards people. that uh-huh. well we'll probably interview each other and I'm, I'm down with that let's we'll see what happens yeah yeah cool so 
right before we recorded, you said that um, characters from The Office have been showing up in your meditations as archetypes. And I said, you save that, Natalie. Oh, yeah. And you tell me what that means because I'm a huge fan of The Office and I feel like you're humanizing meditation for us. So what are you, what are you saying? Awesome. Okay, let's all go on a magic journey and you're all going to come inside my brain for a minute. Um, this is what's been happening, whether I like it or not, is I go to meditate and I'll do my meditation. And then like Andy from the office will show up. And I'm like, why are you standing here? Like, I just feel Andy in my field. And I'm like, this isn't Andy the actor, whoever. You know, it's not about him. It's not Ed Helms. It's Andy. Okay, his, he has a name. Yes. Ed Helms. It's not him. I had such a crush on him. Awesome. <laughs> and he looks very Scottish, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Both of us being yeah. of the Scott of, of the lineage. Scots. Exactly. He would show up and I'd be like okay what are you here for and I do this a lot I just like talk to the beings that show up in my head whether it's me or whether it's other beings or whether I don't even know who they are sometimes I mean if it's me or them god I sound like an idiot saying that because I do want to I do want to caution people that like yeah in the energetic realms there are all kinds of beings and you do need to know who you're talking to, but you don't need to mm. know, know of like everything about it. It's like, is this safe? Yes or no. Who are you? What are you here to show me? Like there's kind of like any relationship. You don't just meet someone on the street and you're like, and they tell you something and you're like, yes, that's so true. I must own that and take it on. It's like, no, there's all kinds of stuff going on in your head. That's yours and not yours. Mm -hmm. so, so in these meditations, <sighs> I'll be meditating. Andy will show up. I'll be like, what are you here to show me, Andy? And honestly, I just get a feeling. And this is the past few days. Andy has been like, it's okay to just kind of be your dorky self. Hmm. Andy medicine. For Andy sure. medicine. Yeah. And the way, you know, I didn't try to just make him go away. I wasn't like, get out of my space. Like, punish you it was like no why are you showing up here because obviously this is a message he's showing up as an archetype as as a message from a part of myself that wants to be seen and heard and it's the part of me that is a huge dork and is afraid of looking like Andy looks in some instances where he just makes such a fool of himself because we all know he does that really well yeah if you watch the office if you don't watch the office um sorry watch it <laughs> so funny yeah but actually so you've been watching it a lot and yeah. that's why yeah the characters are coming to you yeah in your meditations yeah it's sort of like when you watch a movie before you go to bed and sometimes like characters come into your dreams mm -hmm. yeah i have to say about the office like it's not aging well with our culture like michael scott and like racism oh my gosh. and sexism and there's all phobia. kinds of terrible things in there right yeah and it's it's like such an important part of like we we're of a similar age I can tell and so watching it is like it's sort of like watching Friends you know it's just like reliving a time in our lives where like maybe there were right. less pressures of capitalism or whatever and it's an escape really and I last winter Tim and I watched all the Friends and well, I've never I've watched like an episode or two but I don't I've never gotten it I've never watched it. But keep going. You keep going. I meant The Office just Okay. Then. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, well, good. Then good thing we clarified that. Yeah. Watched all The Office, Tim mm -hmm. and I. I don't think he's super into Friends. Um, thank you for catching that. And um, we would just notice, like, 
oh, that's homophobic. Oh, that's fat phobic. It's like, dang. Completely inappropriate. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing about mm-hmm. it. But as, mm-hmm. as our culture is shifting, yeah. it's interesting to look back. This is just something that's coming to me now, but to look back at like these pop culture moments, movies, popular TV shows, and to be like, oh, that, that was the 90s, or like, that was the early aughts. Like, it's right. not now. Right. You know what, though? Okay, I like this, though, because watching them is such an awesome opportunity to notice where you have your own stuff to clean up too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. these are going to trigger you because that stuff is still in you or they're going to help you. It's going to inspire you to rethink a situation. It's going to, you know, provoke you. I think I like provocation because it moves us. It doesn't just keep us locked in what we were kind of talking about way earlier before we recorded of like right or wrong or good or bad. Yeah. It provokes you into something different, something new. And yeah, into deeper integrity, into your growth of, of wisdom, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shows like that do allow the sort of shadowy parts of you that aren't socially acceptable to come out and be witnessed in a way that you can work with them and like in your private space, you know. It's not giving you permission to be that in public and just continue to perpetuate that. It's giving you permission to see that in yourself in a way that you can then do something with it. Yeah. TV is medicine. TV is medicine. (laughs) I mean, I've talked about, like, I used to really hide the fact that I love watching the Real Housewives shows. Awesome. And now I really talk about it a lot in my work because I realized um, it's shadow work. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. (sighs) And I think, and also Kelly Deals, who's this, like, feminist writer and, like, business coach, talks about how she's obsessed. Like, she is, like, capital F feminist. And she talks about how she likes watching Real Housewives because she likes watching rich women with a lot of free time. And what they do with it. And what they do with it because that's playing into a desire. Not all of us, including her, like we can all have that, right. you know, the free time and money to like get in fights and wear jewels or whatever it is. And I'm always interested in the sisterhood piece because that's like a big thing in belonging, right? right. My whole it's, life yeah. is, is, um, is watching women fight. And particularly if there's like misogyny involved or like a, like, you know, like don't talk about my husband that way or like, or like, um, you know, you're not, you don't have class. You don't look like you have class or these, all these like societal frameworks working through them when you can tell that all they want is to feel belonging. I just am fascinated. I love that though, because that helps kind of sharpen your own inner awareness around that and it gives you something to chew on and work through so when it does show up in situations you're facing you've kind of like prepped in a way like it kind of totally. helps hone that ability to see it's a it's, it's you know because it's not happening you're not like every day seeing someone who's like don't go there don't talk about my husband like that yeah. you know like and maybe you wouldn't in your circles but it it, it gives you it gives you something to chew on yeah Particularly in this like autumn Scorpio season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, TV is medicine. It's our modern fire. Yeah. Good or bad, whether you like it or not, it, it totally is and it has effects. But what do we, what do we sit down to at night and watch the flickering light? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like instead of scrying in the flames, Andy comes in your meditations. Yeah. And like literally that's we're being serious. Like we're, it's funny, but it, we're it's, being serious. It's real though. Here. It's a real yeah. impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It reminds me of something else because I love I love that there's all these things that are demonized in our culture that we like or that we really don't have control over. And another thing is litter and garbage. And I really don't like garbage and I cannot stand if someone's littering like, you know, and garbage, even just the whole construct of garbage and of our society of how we are all taking part in such a linear society where we use something and throw it away and it becomes garbage in a landfill forever or hundreds or thousands of years versus Mm. aligning with the cycles of nature where death has allowed things to decay and return to feed life. Mm. Like that really gets my goat. But I can't control that in my old neighborhood where I used to live in North Carolina across the street from a lake and a park, which was beautiful, which I was so grateful for. Every single day I would go out there and there would just be garbage littered around. And I was just like, what is going on here? Mm. And I sat with it and I said, okay, I just got this idea one day and people pull Oracle cards for their daily reading or whatever. I decided that I would just ask a question and just ask the universe, what does it want to show me? Or I would ask a question about my life or something. And I would go for a walk and I would pick up the litter and I would just throw it and read it. And I would do like a trash oracle. What? I called it trash divination. And it was trashy. I loved it. I love it. It's like that trashy part of us. Like, I lo- yeah. you know, part of me just loved that it was trash. And I also loved that I was cleaning up and getting oracle messages. Because like even that trash is the earth just in trash form. And it has spirit and connected to spirit. It can speak to us. Everything can speak to us. Mm. And then I would dispose of it appropriately in the garbage or recycling or composting. And over time, there was less litter. And I believe that's because I was cleaning up the litter. And so there was less impetus to think it was okay to litter there. And there was still some litter, but it cleaned up. And the land responded in the craziest ways. I just... Should I just go there? I mean, I'm like, okay. That's why you're here. Okay. (laughs) So I... Used to grow, I no longer have a garden because we moved and I live in an apartment now, but I had a garden and I would grow corn specifically for the purpose of offering it to the land. And that's all I would do with it. And I remember one year I took the corn out. So on the same place, I would walk the same, it was a dam from the lake across the street. I would walk it every day and I would pick up the litter. I do trash divination and I would make offerings there. And this was years into living there. I threw, well, I didn't throw it. Well, I offered, I both placed and threw corn. And it was on, it was either from the spring equinox to the summer solstice, the summer. We'll say it was on one of those days of the year. On one, on either the equinox or the solstice, I made an offering of um, corn. And I think it was actually spring, because I think it was last year's corn. I was gonna say it was spring because it was last year's corn and it was dried got it and so it was the spring equinox and I made that offering and I made it I I put it out there and it disappeared like the animals take and eat it and they do you know it's like eat it use it love it it's for the earth it's for the original people the land it's for the spirits it's like just everyone here I honor you I see you I love you and I didn't see it it's gone and then on the summer solstice I was walking out there and the cob was out in the middle of the dam. I kid you not, stripped of its kernels. I know. It was like, whoa, I see you seeing me, land. Hmm. So it was such a cool relationship to grow and to see those messages 
and to receive messages from the land through my relationship with the litter and also also with the offerings and just not judge it and shame it and or 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 even give myself the opportunity to just be mad about it but I actually just did something and went into deeper relationship with it through these things Hmm. so there's that (laughs) thank you for taking us there so Natalie has a very amazing podcast called earth speak it was formerly dream freedom beauty and um it's a really powerful way for her for you to share something that you really truly believe in which is is speaking to the land and listening to the land uh and even just now before you're at my house and we had we had lunch and then we walked along in my garden and I was sort of talking about my frustrations and my anxieties about the soil and is my garden okay and behind all this is like am I a good steward and uh, and you just kept bringing me back to like talk to this crabgrass, talk to the soil. Like, what does it need? What does it want to be covered with? Like, what does, and you were also like subtly giving me information from your background as a soil scientist. And I, I, it was just a really beautiful way for me to embody what it is that your like deepest work purpose is, which is getting us to come back into relationship with the land, with nature and this idea of animism, right? That, that, there is a soul, there is a life, there is a spirit in all these things and that we can listen and get messages from them instead of just spinning out up in our heads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I want to go there with you deeply. I feel like such a student of yours in that way. And I'm just wondering, like, when did you figure out you could talk to and listen to the land? Ooh, well, I don't know if I figured it out. It more figured me out. <laughs> it wouldn't leave me alone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like as a kid? Were you like just hearing? No. As a kid, I was very enchanted by plant. I've always been obsessed with plants. I mean, as a kid, I had plants growing in my room and I just knew how to tend them. I just, some, they spoke to me. I spoke to them in a way that I just, un, I got them and they got me. But I grew up, I didn't grow up in a household that was like, woo woo or like our spirituality was go to your Roman Catholic church and school and oh, nice. be a good little <laughs> Roman Catholic girl which I never bought and yeah. I remember the day that I completely was like this is bullshit is when I asked my grandma if pets go to heaven and she was like no I was like well there's no fucking way I'm going then yeah like I need my pets yeah. you know I was like this is what pets did you have I had a kitty named Lily oh love her yeah rest in peace Lily yeah and I guess it was probably, we're recording this in late 2019. It was the earliest I can consciously remember this very specific request from spirit and from the land, even though I, it took me years to really see it as valid and real. And it kept coming and coming. The earliest that I received this and really heard it even though I was still like, what the heck, uh, was, I'm going to say 2008. So it's mm-hmm. been over 10 years that it's been specifically asking me to be in relationship with it in this way where I... It being the land. It being the land and and the spirit of the land. It's It's the land, the earth, the spirits of the land, the water, the elements, 
you know, earth, air, fire, water, right. and all the spirit that speaks and moves through it. And just earlier, like my trash divination story, you know, I don't know how much consciousness the trash has, but spirit has consciousness and can use any of these items to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. And like the spirit, is, you know, there's no separation. And I think it would be kind of a stretch to say that trash has consciousness, even though I do think it does in, in a way, but nowhere near like a living plant or a human but it's more that the spirits work through all of these things that we have at, at our disposal to communicate with. So going back, they were asking me, the spirits of the land were asking me to just go to the land. And the first way it came through was it wanted me to hear it and put its messages into art form or writing. And I was like, okay, I had so little confidence as a writer or as an ability to like channel anything or as an artist to actually do this. So I didn't because I was just so such low confidence. I mean, just like this was so weird. It didn't make any sense. I didn't have mentors that were in the psychic intuitive realm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have like art mentors. So did you feel like a little crazy? A little bit. Yeah, there was definitely a big unraveling and a, and a period I went through even where I was just like, I just am realizing how differently I experienced the universe than what I was told I was supposed to. And that I just can't fit into the construct of what I was supposed to do or be. I hear like the black holes, you know, like at that point it was like, I felt like my body and my soul and my spirit were like a black hole ejecting all the matter that couldn't fit it was just like so weird I went Mm. through this weird transformation I told my mom at one point I was like I'm sorry I can't talk to you because the only language I have right now is like space and I think that probably made her a little concerned but um it was actually just part of my unraveling so that I could make space for what I am and what wants to come through and make space for this ability to like take root germinate and flourish hopefully you know Mm -hmm. I mean this is over the period of many years you know I don't want to and a lot of people are in it we're always in it to some degree but a lot of people are still so deeply in that phase of the unknown and um I went through that a lot so that was like 2008 2009 I remember going to this lake it's called Jordan Lake in the triangle area of North Carolina so if you live there hey what's up shout out (laughs) and I lived there for many years and struggled with it because I did not like living there and the one place I found solace was two places was Jordan Lake and Umstead Park and I remember going to Jordan Lake and it was like just come sit in the pine trees here with me loblolly pines they're all over the place And just like write our messages and share them. And I was like, okay. And I know I wrote those messages. I have not looked at my journals to see what those messages say. I'm sure I could go find them. That would be a cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. And I did, I did write, I did start writing them. And I had just no, I was like, no freaking way am I sharing these. And so this has been kind of like asking and I've been kind of like dipping my toe in and taking it out and dipping it in and taking it out for years. And you took it out because you got scared of what people would think? I also just didn't even know. I was floating so up out of my body, too, that I did not know how to, like, put things into form. And, Mm. I I mean, I did in one way, but I didn't in another way. I was so ungrounded. And I, I think a lot of the journey was learning how to ground into my body without cutting that off. Uh So that's kind of what took so long. Mm -hmm. worth it though 
Yeah, you were developing like tools and rituals and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Would you identify as a highly sensitive person? A hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Will you say more about that? Um gosh, what do you want to know? Give me a specific area. Yeah. Well, um, I don't identify as a highly okay. sensitive person, but I have a lot. I'm like drawn to them. Yeah. To you. And I, I tend to notice there's almost like a constitution. I can see sort of like food allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, Check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tend to like have anxiety mm-hmm. or like trouble sleeping or. Um, I used to. I've overcome that yeah, for the most part. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can. Let's help my husband sleep better. <laughs> He's definitely a highly sensitive person. Aww. He's brilliant. And, yeah. Yeah. Tending to just like have a really hard time with like the default system of um yes having to hustle hard usually don't do well with coffee they might be an introvert they might not but they really want want to identify with introvert because that feels like a safety yeah and definitely uh have a voyance of some or a clair of something like clairvoyance Mm -hmm. or hearing things or connecting in some way or I don't know if that that's that's mm-hmm. my take on it. And there's so many ways to define that. But um, I've talked and made friends with and I'm in love with people who talk about this way of living and, and it just being really hard in our system and and learning to ground. Oh, yeah. Is like is like the journey of a lifetime is such a h- uphill climb you know, though, it's like any practice, like riding a bike, like learning to speak a language, like learning to write. It's like le- like literally like toddlers learning to write letters. Like you practice it, yeah. practice, practice, yeah. and it becomes some, it becomes a skill that's second nature, but that you can also always expand on. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can I ask if you're willing to share like any of your tools or rituals or practices that have been most helpful to you (laughs) okay um shout out to my collective members because this is so important to my life that I well actually my guides asked me to share all this in a way that I would literally hold space for other people to practice this as well and I'm not saying I'm by no means saying this is the only way or the right way this is just the way that I have found has shown me a lot of um, stability and ability to root in and really grow from. So I, every day I practice this and then once a week with my collective members, we do this live on a Zoom call. I guide them through this and then we talk about it and I help them cultivate their awareness around their body and intuition and the language that it speaks. But I practice grounding and clearing and invocations and asking questions Those four things are really, really important. And grounding for me comes through doing a a meditation of sorts where I start by noticing my breath and just notice it. Everyone just do it right now. Just like notice your breath. Just notice it without forcing it to be anything. Just It just feels so good. Like the act of literally just turning your attention to your breath shifts your experience 
So that's something that's a tool that's available 24 seven because I hope you're breathing yeah. <laughs> if you're still alive. Yeah. You know, notice your breath. And then I actually do a visual for me. I'm very visual. I do a visual thing where I, I put out an energy cord down into the earth and all the, I go all the way to the center of the earth and I say hello to the earth Then I invite that energy of the earth to come up into my feet, into my knees, into my thighs and each of my body, major body centers and chakras. I know we have a lot of chakras, but the main seven ones and sometimes even to the ones above my body if I'm feeling it and then to fountain all around me to basically just invite this earth energy to come up all through me and move around and clear out any kind of stuck stagnant energy that's hanging out there and replace it with that natural intelligence and that natural flow like earth is so intelligent and we are earth our bodies are earth and if we just take the time and make the effort it's not really a lot of efforts just making the space to allow this connection to become second nature and to, to cultivate it then we take our energy from from being these like kind of I like I liken it to like when a pond or a stream dries up in the summer and it gets kind of stagnant and maybe there's a little pool of water and like the 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 water stuff starts like settling into it and like kind of fermenting and it gets funky and like gets gross and then that's kind of like if you don't do these practices and it's not only these practices these you, you can have this effect through many things which I'll get into but Doing these practices is like inviting the rains to come and the stream to once again flow and flush it out. And it just moves that energy and it keeps it clear and it keeps it moving. And everything in nature is a flow. Like we have moments of stagnation. That's fine. Moments of dryness. But it's, we're not always in one spot. This is another thing that we're just not taught. We're not taught to tend to our energy. And as a highly sensitive person, it's an absolute must. You have to find your way of tending to your energy one way or another. I don't care what method you use as long as it's healthy and happy for you and it works. Mm, yeah. And like you might get this effect from dancing or singing or yoga or sex, except I do recommend doing this alone if you're a highly sensitive person. So like sex with yourself because <laughs> yeah. you want to learn to attune to your own energy. What this does is it helps you calibrate to what's your energy kind of, of like your set point. So that you can notice when other stuff is coming in or you can notice when you're kind of reaching your tipping point and you're like, oh, I'm having this awareness that I'm about to go over the edge. Why don't I just take care of myself and take a step back and go take a break in the bathroom stall for a second or like, you know, if you're at work or whatever you need to do, like awareness, you need to cultivate awareness. But what, how do you, what are you becoming aware of if you don't know what your set point is and what you're calibrated to of your own kind of energy when you are grounded and clear and connected to the earth. Mm. So does that make sense? Are there, if there's not, if there's any spots that it doesn't make sense, just ask me and I'll. Yeah, it, it does make sense in, in the visual. I too am very visual. Mm -hmm. So when you're describing all of it, I'm seeing it. I loved how you said like inviting in the rains and like feeling the waters recede and come back in. And it's, mm -hmm. It's so interesting because I've I've mostly got a practice of finding stillness because I'm such a mover. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like move, 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 move. But in the stillness, often what I hear is like a whoosh of my inner waters. Wow. Yeah, it almost sounds like waves. Wow. It's great. I I I did biodynamic cranial sacral with my friend Koa Kalish, and she was like, that whoosh you're hearing is your inner waters. And because um 
my tendency is to fill the spaces with noise or content, podcasts, TV shows, books on tape, like read, 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 consume, 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 do, 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 do. I wonder if that's a manifesting generator thing too. Awesome. <laughs> and so finding stillness helps me hear my where, where I and the land come together. You know, like I am of, the, I feel this, like I am of this land and that helps me feel more connected. And what's interesting about what you said, like a connection I made, which was you saying like, I was just so not in my body and I yeah. just, and then now you very much talk about connecting with your intuition as being in your body. You know, for some folks, it's like, it, it feels like it comes like from the divine, my hands are above my head and comes in. And, and my experience has always been like uh, up, like coming up through my roots and out almost like womb or heart space. And, and so it's cool hearing you say that. And I guess I'm curious as to how we can use like our bodies as a way to connect with our intuition and then from there connect to like the greater um, messages, the greater wisdom that can come from the land. Ooh, I love this. Okay. So first of all, in your mind or in your definition, what is your intuition? Mm, my source of inner knowing. Cool. And tell me, how do you know it's your intuition speaking to you? Mm, it's quieter. Ooh. It's a subtler voice. So I have to be like, shh. I really like a have. different energy frequency to it. Yeah. It's like lower hum. It's like the voice of an old woman and it's, it's kind of like forceful. Wow. It's like, you know, cool. Becca, you know, and I just have to be quiet enough to hear it. And how else do you receive messages intuitively? Mm, In my dreams. Ooh, cool. A lot happens to me in my dreams. Um, where I'll like wake up and be like, I know what that meant. Or I'll write it down and like six months later, I'll be like, oh. Right? Sometimes you get those oracular messages that make no sense now, but full focus later. Which is why I'm like, write it down, write it down, write it down. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then talking it out with folks, like uh, being witnessed. Ooh, cool. So instead of like coffee chat, it's more like, often happens like in my new moon circles or like someone who can really fully hold their presence on me. Like I'd say with you where, and you're even responding sometimes, but like, uh, I'm a verbal processor and sometimes in those moments it can just be like click. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Cause that's kind of a flow outwards too. Yes. Movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Thanks yeah. for asking. And and like I want to encourage listeners to kind of notice what are you ask yourself, you know, what are your unique ways that you hear your intuitive messages? Because there's so many. It's not just one thing. That's what's so cool. And uh, I like to just kind of generally define it as the way that we receive information beyond our analytical linear mind. That's it. It's like there are so mm. many ways you can receive information beyond that. And we were just taught and told that like, no, you have to have logical, rational reasoning and your limited analytical mind. And it has to be backed by science. And that's information you can trust. <laughs> like, right. And like all this other stuff goes on. And that part of our mind is like the ticker tape of the monkey mind. That's like, blah, fears, blah, blah, the best. Like, you know, this stuff. 
So I was like, okay, when you turn your attention away from that, what else is possible? What else do you notice? What else do you hear speaking to you in your body or in your dreams or in a different voice that isn't coming from that kind of like mind chatter, just like you're saying here, or when you channel through talking and you just talk it out or when you channel through writing or painting or dancing. And it's this other language that doesn't necessarily have words, but we can translate into words and communicate and share in all these different forms. So I just want to encourage people to kind of like ask themselves, what does intuition mean to me? What does it mean? You know? Yeah, because I I do, yeah, I, I think it's a shame when I see like coaches or gurus out there just being like, here's the way you feel spirit or here's the, here's the truth. And I'm no like, no, 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 uh-uh. no, everyone is different. Right. And I think that we can be guides and help each other have awareness. This is why I talk about awareness. I love awareness. And we can be guides and give each other opportunities and experiences to try something different that maybe arises a new awareness and gives them new information. So like I help people, I hold space. I'm like, okay, I'm going to guide you through this experience. I don't know what your experience is going to be, but I'm going to ask you what you notice. And that's going to hold clues and information to what your unique code is. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, and here's a different thing to try. Here's a different thing. Like, you, there's no one right or wrong way. It's like you try things and you learn your, we are all learning the, our own language of intuition that there's no book for. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in our system, that can feel very nerve wracking or we can doubt it. We can put judgment on it. We could claim it's witchcraft. It is. It certainly is. And it and witchcraft has been intentionally and systematically demonized over the ages to allow the dominance of the linical analytical mind. Limit, yeah. Limited analytical mind. Right. Yeah. I'm recalling I interviewed Sylvia Lindstedt. She's this oh, cool. Been... I only know of her. I don't know much. Okay. You got she epic. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in Crete right now researching the sort of last bastion of matriarchal society before wow. Indo-European culture fully brought patriarchal Christianity to the European continent. That's because Crete is this island um, that was sort of a way. And um, I said, oh, like, are you, are you like finding written texts? She's like, no, I'm like sitting on burial mounds and just like listening to the land. Uh, right. And I was like, Natalie. Yeah. yeah. She, and she's like, and, and it's, um, it's like a muscle, right? Like it, this is the way our ancestors, many of them female, also male, or maybe other gender identities, like divined. Right wisdom right right? like just like your trash divination Mm -hmm. like literally you're bringing back ancestral ways when you do that with a modern context right and she's like writing she's writing a novel and she's basing all her work she's putting everything on the line doing that work to try to reclaim this wisdom this knowledge that is coming from sitting on burial mounds and singing to the waters and looking at the rock roses and just fully being in it and um, I just, I think that's a, that it's, I think I just answered my question where I was going to ask you like, okay, so how do we take that intuition work and mm-hmm. bring it to our connection mm-hmm. with the earth? Mm-hmm. And I see Sylvia doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so say more on that. Sure. I would love to. And 
the reason I start with intuition is because the earth doesn't speak to us through written texts where it's like, here's a text message on, I mean, it could like the earth spirits. Okay. I'm going to just give a lot, a broad definition, like earth and nature spirits can speak to you through a text message. Like maybe it's from someone else, but you know that that message was channeled through for you from them. Like, and that, you know, that because you've taken time to cultivate that awareness through the intuitive knowing of your body and of your clairs of all those like extrasensory perceptions that you have that you all have you yes you have them yes you do and that's how we learn how to speak to the earth we have to start through cultivating this inner awareness of that language and through i'm i prefer to start by cultivating awareness of what's your kind of unique set point so that you can start to learn how it feels when a tree spirit enters your energy field and begins to talk to you. Because you can know, oh, I feel different and that's not my unique energy signature that I usually feel. Who are you? But you can't tell that it's the tree spirit coming in unless you know that a tree spirit came in because you had this kind of like disturbance in your field from someone else entering it, you know? Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay, good. It makes sense and I'm hearing the doubts come in Tell me your doubts. I actually... Or tell me the doubts you were channeling. Yeah. I don't know if it's my doubts because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do this. Yeah. But there's still like the Western mind that puts judgment on it for like, am I making this up? Right. Right. Well, in a part, and part of it you are because the tree doesn't have the, the, the meaning making mind that we have. And we have a really, we have this really cool tool you know, and this is how we communicate. And it's allowed us to do so many things that are uniquely human and it's allowed consciousness to expand in a specific way. And so I'm talking about our mind, like our minds aren't all demons, you know, they're like here for a reason. Well, I don't know if they're here for a reason, but they're here. And so, and they have this ability, so let's use it. <laughs> so like the, the thing, the part that you're making up is like, okay, if I'm going somewhere and I feel like, oh, for instance, the other day, I was standing at a nettle patch on a mountain near me, and I noticed this lovely fern, gorgeous fern. I don't know what type of fern it was, but it was at least six, maybe seven feet tall. It was huge. It wasn't a tree fern. It was amazing. I was just like really amazed with it. And all of a sudden, I felt someone staring at me. And you know, everyone knows, you know that feeling when you feel someone staring at you. Yeah. Right. It's and really you turn unnerving. around and there's someone there. Yeah. Well, I turn, I, I know just from I've cultivated the sense for long enough now that I knew I was like, oh, and I looked down under the fern and there's a little spot and there was a gnome energy there. And I was like, oh, hi. And it was like, hi. And it was looking at me, curious about me the way I was looking at and appreciating the fern. Hmm. And it was like, I was like, oh, and I just introduced myself and I could just tell I was like. So here's part of it is like I the, the the gnome energy obviously didn't have a mouth that went blah 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 and say anything, you know. It didn't say like, "Hi Natalie, I'm looking at you." It was all sensed and understood within the energy of like my heart understood it, and then my mind translated it using the words and pictures and patterns and definitions and understandings that I hold in my mind from my lifetimes of experience. And that's how I could translate to my awareness that there's a gnome right there. And then I was able to conduct a conversation 
of like, what, what do I want to communicate to it? But I communicate to it through words, but also through the energetic pattern of what I'm communicating. It's like you're entering, you can use your intuition to speak as well. You can use it to hear things and to speak because it's your attuning into a certain energy and directing it somewhere. It's very cool. Yeah. I remember the excitement I felt with finally trusting myself to like, to use my intuition to speak without using my voice. Ooh, what did you do? What was that like? Tell us the experience. Yeah, it's, it happened. It was talking to my baby spirits. Yeah, because cool. I've been in this like journey of trying to have a baby for, for three years now. and But it was before we started trying and I had heard about talking to baby spirits and I was like, I don't know if I want to... It was loaded and I was, I mean, I, I believed in this stuff, but it was also like a little bit of me judging myself, a little bit of me being like, I'm going to look stupid, which feels like remnants of like Christianity in my system, you know, or like it's disallowing us to honor and embody this part of ourselves. Right. That we've had for, you know, it's built in, it's wired into humans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And uh and I realized like even when I would like pray or like try praying as a child, like it would feel so weird to not use my voice that I would just sort of like mouth it under my breath. And so this was a time where I was really I was dropped in through like a journey through drumming into this space where I was like, Oh, we're in communion. I'm talking, I'm listening to you. And then I'm responding. Before then, it was a lot of receiving, but it wasn't a lot of engaging. And I realized I had a lot of fear of engaging. I had a lot of fear of like what would happen. What did you, what were you afraid might happen? Um, that it wasn't real. Mm, and you were going to make a fool of yourself. Yeah. Before. Yes. Or like I was asking in, or like that old sort of like, oh, bad spirits, you know, like. Right again danger danger bad might happen right like sort of again like remnants of christianity in my own system uh and i remember i had healers and friends be like are you talking to them and this was specifically about baby spirits and i was like uh yeah but i was lying like no yeah and then i finally started having conversations and um you know and part of me would be like maybe i'm making this up and then i thought well okay if I am, like, what can I get from this? You know, and I just, I just went for it. And it was really nice. And so I, I still forget to talk, mm-hmm. but it's getting easier. Even you up on the hill where I live. Up the mountain. <laughs> up the mountain asking me to talk to the crabgrass. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm always, I'm listening a lot. But am I talking? Am I engaging in that way? Well, here's the thing. I think... This kind of brings back to what we talked about a little bit earlier about the tools for highly sensitive people and for anyone actually who wants to get more grounded and clear. Another thing, a very powerful tool for using your intuition is asking questions. And that's a really cool way to engage too, because you're not just like demanding or telling people things like you can divulge and share your stories or whatever to earth spirits or to humans or whatever. But asking questions like we asked, I had you asking questions up on the hill. I was like, ask the soil this, like what, you know, ask the crab grass that, what do you notice? And like, just 
questions are awesome because they open up I don't know. I guess the, the analogy would be like they open up a vacuum of energy that must be filled with an answer. Mm-hmm. And when you ask mm-hmm. a tree spirit a question, you're going to get an answer either in the moment or in a synchronicity down the line. It's just going to pop in if you're noticing. Yeah. I also find a good entry point is the um, the yes or no questions. Yeah. Yes or no's are good. Right. Especially with like reciprocity, like may I pick you? Mm-hmm. Can I Can I pick you? Can I eat you? That's a good easy work. And how you can, do you feel yes or no in your like how do you feel the response in you? It's always no? immediate. And what does it what does it feel like or sound like or look like or taste like? Uh it's like in my sacral space. It's sort of like uh, like a gut sort of like cool. level, like uh uh-uh, or like uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I like see it nod its head or <laughs> shake its head. Cool. Yeah. Which could be wind, but also like I trust the wind and I trust mm-hmm. the whole experience. Yeah. Love that. See, look at all these languages. And what's so cool is so many of us are walking around doing this, but not talking about that we do it or how we do it or getting even deeper into the like specific workings of it because we all have this kind of vague conversation around it. But what about these specifics? So for anyone listening, I encourage you to ask your friends about how do they hear a plant specifically in their body or in their knowing? Like how did, what does it actually look like or feel like or sound like or taste like or or whatever? Okay, so I'm going to ask you that. Gosh, about what? Because there's so many. What? Are, what's uh, the specific question? Oh, also, very good to know anytime you're doing divination is to know specifically what's the question you're asking. Otherwise, your answer doesn't mean shit. Good point. So questions and answers. Okay, well, then I have a few. Okay. Okay, where do you feel your intuition? I feel it honestly all over. I feel a lot in my second chakra but also my third chakra. So like the solar plexus. And I feel like a contraction or an expansion and a lightening. And so I I encourage people to use like sensory words to describe it too in their body. Like I feel a contraction. And here's something I love because what's the difference between a yes and wishful thinking and a no and resistance and fear. And so for me, that feels like a yes just feels like an expansive and an openness or just neutral. Like sometimes I get just like no answer and it doesn't really matter either way. There's neutrals also valid Um, because some things just don't matter (laughs) as much or don't have that big of a consequence. So for me, a yes is expansive enlightening. I physically feel lighter or like a lifting energy and wishful thinking for me can feel that way but also maybe a little buzzy and maybe I feel a little graspy and needy and mm-hmm. I call it sticky fingers mm. like I feel like I have these sticky fingers in my heart that like need to dig into and manipulate something and that's how I know it's wishful thinking even though I think I'm getting a yes and it might have a sort of expanded excited feel there's a sticky finger in it and sometimes there's just stuff there and I can clear it and I'm like oh it actually is a yes but I had to just clear these expectations out and I go into it from another angle without expectations So there's a lot of information there and you learn to navigate it once you start. Like you're not going to become a pro overnight, but once you start and keep going, you will. Hmm. So a no, a no for me feels like a contraction. And sometimes even like I feel pushed backwards. And also I just don't find my body moving in that direction. Like I'll just, no, like I'm not moving in that direction. My body is not getting up and doing the thing. So it's a no, (laughs) which is big body, body, body. And I'm a reflector in human design, which is has been really interesting to navigate. And I learned this like almost three years ago. So I've been really playing with living my design. 
and to anyone who doesn't know human design or anything, it doesn't matter because the end, the message in this, this is mostly, you know, how do you learn to listen to the subtle language of your body outside of what your mind is telling you you should do? And so that's how I hear it is like, for me as a reflector, what's been so crucial is to just notice, is my body moving in that direction or not? Yeah. <laughs> Big answer right there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm listening to you and I'm like, yeah, you are a reflector. That's beautiful <laughs> that you understand that about yourself. And it took time. It took time and effort and, and desire to want to know. Yeah. And then a no that's like a no with that's actually resistance. Maybe I feel contraction. But the way I tell if it's a, a true no is like a, I'll have like a contraction that's just kind of like, there's no charge to it. It's just like, no. But then if there's a charge and I'm like, oh, uh, like, hell no. like yeah. I'm like, oh, there's something there that I'm resisting. What is that? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember where we were. What we're okay, doing. so here's my next question. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's all right. I got okay, you. Cool. I got you. You just fly around. So... How do you receive messages from plants? Oh, hello. <laughs> I feel them very much in my heart. I very much feel an energy. And, and oftentimes I'll first notice it as like a sort of like surge of energy. And then I can, I notice like, oh, there's something kind of, I've, my energy has interlapped, overlapped with something, you know, either they're connecting with me. I mean, even if you just go walking in the woods, your energy field's intermingling with like billions and trillions of bacteria in the soil and of like the trees around you and the insects and the wind. And like, you're always interacting with things, but a specific, I'll just feel, sometimes it actually, I'll feel that in my heart. And sometimes it actually feels like a little agitation, but not in a way that it's like upsetting. It's like energy moving. Mm -hmm. And so it's like an agitation. And if I don't pay attention to it, I will end up feeling upset more that it's weird. It's like, so I, I definitely am a channel for things. Mm -hmm. And so I'll feel like, Oh, um, there's something to be channeled through either from sometimes it, and this happens regardless of it's my own internal kind of like the divine within me wants to channel something or if it's something from like a plant, I'll, I'll feel this agitation and a message wants to come through or I'll feel like a, a, a upwelling or a, like a, energy in my heart very much wakes up in a way mm -hmm. and then I just make space for it at this point I just have done it so many times and recognized it so many times of what happens when I when I make space for it versus when I don't and I've had that consequence and the information and the feedback that I'm like oh this is what that this is what's happening so yeah do you like have to tell someone or write it down like what's sort of the ritual well, you do when you get the buzzy heart I really love writing and just letting it come out in writing because oftentimes my hand can bypass the limits of what my mind wants to say or not say. And I'll just let my hand write it. And I, I have a practice of working with my guides and the divine every day. So I know what I'm like, I can tell in my channeling, this is like channeling the divine, this is channeling the, uh, that tree. And I'll speak it too. Like people here in my podcast, I've just started sharing. Uh, I've just, this is a new practice for me is like, just speaking it into a microphone and recording it and sharing it, which is, yeah. and I'm doing it with my podcast guests too, and just getting them to start noticing what they notice in their field and in their awareness when they connect with a certain plant spirit, which is really fun. Yeah. You and I did that. It was very fun. You were my 
beta tester. Thank you for being <laughs> willing to just go there with me and nettle. Yeah. So if we'll include a link in the show notes to the episode I was on of Earth Speak. It was the last dream freedom beauty. I know. Epic. Yeah. And we talked to the spirit of nettle and it was cool. Very fun. It was very cool. And that, that was in May. We're here in October. And now there are volunteer <gasps> nettles in your garden. How cool is that? In like the driest time of year, nettles popped up behind the Ella campaign next to the arrow. <laughs> and I like I took her up to the hill and I was like, look, oh my God, they're here. Yeah. I love that. And you got it. You were like, this is a big deal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking about those folks who are listening who are like, cool what do I how can I what do I do next give me like okay. something to do I love this because uh, like how long do we have <laughs> <laughs> so this all sounds great and 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 fun and whatever but like what impact does it have on your daily life you know like what do we do with it right well number one I would say what do you want to do with it and do that because who am I to say what you should do with it? But I'll give you some opportunities and options and possibilities that you can play with. So one of them is I love, 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 love to call in different plant spirits or fungi or elements and ask them to help me with things. So here oh. goes to asking again. Every single day I do my grounding and my clearing. I invoke my guides. I invoke my well-heeled ancestors, my spirit guides. I invoke any nature spirits I specifically want to call in for the day or feel called to, to connect with me. I'll feel them. And I invoke the Earth Speak Spirit Council, which is like the spirits who help me channel and create Earth Speak. So, so cool. Yeah, they're great. And, and anyone can invoke them. I invite you to invoke the Earth Speak Spirit Council as well. They're, they're safe. They're many beings of nature and galactic earth and beyond very cool very cool group and then I take time at the end of that and I just speak so honestly from my heart and ask for what I need help with about everything in my life I will just take a few minutes and I'll be like so here's an I would just go through like what am I needing support with I'll be like and and I'm gonna share this with like how mundane and like sort of silly this can be but I'm so serious. So my husband and I are planning a trip to Thailand and I'm just like, I need your help. And I'm invoking here all of my guides. I have like this whole, you know, I've called them all in. So you can call all your guides in or maybe you can just call, you know, notice which ones you feel called to connect with and ask them for support. But I'll be like, help us just plan this vacation in like a happy, healthy way. You know, like help us just, and I just ask for help with these things because what they do is they come in and they actually become like lenses that you're looking through. Like their energetic pattern comes in and connects with your energetic pattern, which is, you know, what's kind of getting translated into your intuition and into your awareness. And it's like you're putting on glasses that have a certain lens. And the lens that you're seeing through is the perspective of how this this plant or this being or this element experiences the I want to say the ecology of reality and and so it's very cool they like lend you their perspective and from that you're able to have access to different information and awareness than if you were just doing it alone and it's very cool so I'll ask like the laurel trees near me I'll be like help me write this email or help me write this introduction to my podcast and I'll just listen 
And I'll also ask like, you know what, like help me do that. I just go deep too. I don't just ask for little things. I ask for big things too. I'm like, help me with this. I ask so much help from my guides for everything, like everything. And I do it every day. And I just go with what's honestly on my heart. Mm, do you have a practice of reciprocity? Oh, of yeah. Because of definitely asking. Yeah, what's I that? do. I do. I have on my kitchen counter, like a little altar space. And I give food offerings a lot. And like, little bowls of honey and nuts. And like, I just listen to I ask, like, you know, what are you sometimes I'll be preparing food and I'll just feel it they want some and so I'll just cut off some bites and give them like a plate of it it's and so when you say they yeah do you always know who they are sometimes it's ancestors sometimes like and here's the cool thing is like spirit the spirits have different energetic signatures like like when I'm hanging out with you I can see that you're you because you have a, a visual signature of your body that I see you visually but like they have an energetic pattern like oh I can just tell by how it feels this is the ancestors or like, this is my guides. Sometimes it's just like all of them. And I'm just kind of do of like one false swoop. I'm like, Hey y'all like, well, he ancestors, spirit guides, enjoy this. And just like, give it to the mom, like have fun. And sometimes it's like, this is for you. This is for you. So you just kind of learn. And that's why that's again, why I like to just do a regular practice of doing your own grounding and clearing. So you can feel who your, your energy and then when you sit and talk to a tree, notice how that feels. And when you sit and talk to your guides, notice how that feels. And you just start to to recognize the different energetic signatures. Mm-hmm. When you came and visited me here in May, mm-hmm. we had this was our first time meeting each other in person. And you came to my house I live in now, and you were like, I have an offering for the land is that okay? And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And you said, you know, I just asked them this morning before I left what they wanted and they said milk. So I'm, I'm going to offer milk to your land. I'm going to go do that now. And I just thought you tuned into the land I live on before you left. <laughs> Yes. And you asked what it needed and it told you milk and you put milk in a mason jar and you drove here and you offered it to the land. I was so touched. Oh, awesome. And I was so inspired and I I just thought that was such a beautiful thing. Like it's real deal for you every day. Yeah, I'm in a relationship. This yeah. is for life, baby. Yeah. Yeah, like the earth. Right. You have a few lifelong relationships it's with the elements. And in our society with money. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> with your guides. You know, yeah. regardless of who you're married to or not, or who you're with or not, uh, there's these different elements that we live with. Yeah, our bodies. Our bodies, earth, the air, the fire of the sun, the fire of our cells burning, making yeah. energy and using it, the fire of actual fire, Yeah. water. And then there's this consciousness, this awareness, this shared language that runs through all of us. Right. And you know, the th- the cool thing about the milk is like, that's not an offering I usually make or have ever heard from other lands. I just tuned in and it wanted milk. And like, it was very cool. Like I just, you just hear it and see it and sense it and know it maybe. Um, like for that, I have auditory, I'm, I get a lot, I get like visual, auditory, and also just knowing and feeling. I have like all, all of them. <laughs> sometimes smell yeah i was gonna say do you get smell <laughs> i got them all like yeah. taste 
Oh, wow. But I think anyone could if you called, if you just like start paying attention. It's happening already. Here's the cool thing. It's already happening. You're already getting these messages. You can't not get these messages. They're already being sent. It's are you noticing them? Are you able to notice them in your conscious awareness? And are you able to trust that? And the way you learn how to trust it is you notice something and you decide whether to act on it or not and you notice the consequences. And you just connect the dots over time the way you build trust with anyone or anything. Yeah, and I I think it's important to mention, you've sort of already mentioned it, that you like live in an apartment building. Yeah. Surrounded by concrete. Concrete box in the sky, I call it. Yeah, and so I think there's like, I always try to tell people like, I live in the suburbs. I don't, I'm not subsistence farm. I don't live off grid. Because I sort of espouse these like values, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, I wonder if some people think I'm a homesteader, you know, and I'm like, I wish. (laughs) But I live in capitalism and, and this was the choice you know my husband and I made Mm -hmm. or people say like I wish I could garden like you but you know I live in an apartment and it's it's just so cool to hear you share your deep relationship with the land with nature with your body because I I wonder if some people just sort of count themselves out because of their lifestyle live in a city Mm -hmm. right and it's just that doesn't need to be the story anymore no matter where you are on earth, there is the earth beneath you and the sky above you and the yeah. water within you. And you are here. Like, you can ground, you can clear. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. yeah. And if you do live in the city, I think it's really important to recognize that it is valid. You're, if you feel the desire to get out of the city sometimes, that's totally valid. Like, that's a real thing happening. Like, you cultivate your connection, you cultivate your grounding, your clearing, you cultivate your connection with the elements from your apartment every day or whatever, every week and or every moon, whatever your whatever your unique pace is. And then you listen. And when you hear that call of the wild, you go out because that is medicine and it's real and it has a real effect. You know, what, what surroundings we're in do have an effect on you. And that's something else to learn to listen to and notice. You know, there's like... There's, there's so much language going on. So much. Yeah. How often do you get like out into the natural world? Well, about once a week I go for, I yeah. set aside a day or an afternoon and just go without an agenda. And wow. I just, oh, that's, oh man. It's You're ne- so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no agenda. It's my medicine. I have to, I have to go alone. And I have to have no agenda. And oftentimes, I will wake up that morning and just feel a knowing that I have to go in this certain direction. And I just go. And I go and I just say hello to the mountains, the water, the ocean, the whatever. And I just notice. I just fall. It's a really fun practice. And the past few weeks, I haven't gotten to do it as much because I've made a choice to do more work. I've been yeah. working a lot like to get Earthspeak going and the foundation of it behind the scenes, you know. I have a team, but it's still mostly me doing most of the work. Yeah. So and how's that affected you not going out as much? Oh, I really miss going out. I still and my husband understands over our many years of being together, he now understands how important it is for me to get this in and to go out. So if it's a weekend and I'm he wants to do something, I'm like, honey, I gotta just go do something alone he gets it so that's great yeah i'm very grateful 
So yeah. I mean, in my dream life, okay, in my dream life, I basically work in the morning a little bit and then go out for the vast majority of the afternoon and just be outside doing shit, whether it's working or me or or no agenda or just channeling. Actually, my dream life, let's be real honest here. <laughs> my dream life is to like just be channeling and sharing and just connecting yeah, with people, places, and plants. Yeah. yeah, connecting. Yeah. That's so important for you. It is. And yeah. to just share. Like the, when I'm sharing and I'm, I'm channeling this, and anyone can learn to do this, it's not just about the words that I say, but I'm allowing, I am attuning to the energy of, say, this, this plant. And I am channeling it and anchoring it into a form that I can then share. And I call it a tune anchor amplify. That's my personal process. I love it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and so then it's not just about the words. It's with anything that's channeled. This is allowing an energetic signature to be shared that when people hear it, if it's something that's you know nourishing and f- for them, they will also receive that energetic signature. And it's like a dial that from hearing it, They can then tune their awareness to it and commune in that way as well. And they can commune without me channeling it too. I'm just here to amplify the awareness that this is possible. And here's some like ways you can try to do it for yourself too. Mm -hmm. And also the plants have messages that they just like to share. And I think it's really fun to share. Yeah. It's (laughs) joyful. Yeah. It's life giving for you. It's medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, time is zoomed by. It's really fun. This is so, it's so fun. It's so fun to do it in person. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like a deeper connection level of like our cells and our eyeballs. I mean, we're in each other's energy field. Yeah. And I get to like kind of channel specifically towards you and your listeners and you get to like channel me and like this feedback loop. I really like that you do this for Earth Speak. So the whole thing is I was inspired so you came, she came to my house and brought her like cool equipment. And I felt like I was being interviewed by a newscaster. Yes. <laughs> which was like a little childhood dream of mine. And um, and I was like, oh, I want your gear. I want to be out in the wild too. Because I want to interview people more like in their space. Intimately. You know? Which is what you want to go into. I love it. You yeah. want to go and be with the plants. And yeah. Interview people. And then I got the gear and this was my favorite first try with you and I thank you so much for all the inspiration thank you for creating the space and the invitation I love this yeah and I'm very excited for what you're gonna go forth and do because I love the interviews you do and what you attune to and anchor and amplify in the world so very excited to have been invited and to have helped play a role with your ability to carry this forward yeah okay so everyone go follow earth speak on Instagram and subscribe to Earth Speak. It's just Earth Speak, not Earth mm-hmm. Speak podcast. Uh, I think it's officially, I think, I mean, if you search Earth Speak, you're going to find it. I think you're it's like Earth it. Speak with Natalie Ross and friends. Natalie Ross? It is, not, it is Earth Speak with Natalie <laughs> Ross and friends. I know I that. Friends. I know that to be true because I was <laughs> looking it up the other day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And anything else you want to share with them or have them check out? Well, if you are a highly sensitive person and you're not already enrolled in one of Rebecca's amazing offerings. Rebecca! I call you, why do I always call you Rebecca? Because that's my ancestral name. I do that with people. I have called people their names 
that they don't go by at all. And it's just like You're just tuning into something. I, can, I actually don't mind it. It's very okay, endearing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring a conscious awareness to Becca. Okay. If you're not already enrolled in one of Becca's amazing offerings, then I invite you to come check out. I have a collective. I open the doors once in a while. It's, um, I don't know. It's kind of like almost like a little secret. I know. It's a secret. I had it's like, no idea about it. I know. And, and I kind of have been keeping it that way because I've just been kind of cultivating it and letting it germinate and grow. But what it is, is members come every week. We meet every week, every Wednesday. And we do the ritual, the grounding, the clearing, the invocation, the asking for support. And then we show up and we just notice what else wants to come through. And I also hold space for and guide people through their own cultivation of awareness and of noticing how their body and how their intuition speaks to them. And we actually, as a group, have started to notice group synchronicities that you know we've cultivated our own sort of cauldron in a sort over you know we've been doing this six months now and it's very cool it's it's a very it's, I love it I love 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 it because I love hanging out with people face to face and this is video face to face but uh it's very fun so if you're if you're called to that and you just want some guidance and support get on my newsletter at earthspeak.love and you any if if I ever offer a course or if I open the doors, um, that's the way you can get in. It's very it's very secretive right now, but it'll it'll be opening up a little more soon. So well, I'm grateful you shared up. it with us. <laughs> yeah, Earthspeak.love. That's right. So good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, it's really a pleasure to be held in your embrace and this beautiful home and this just the space you cultivate and create. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is sacred and I hope this episode infused some inspiration and meaning into your day for show notes, links, and references from this episode. You can go to belongingpodcast.com. Also be sure to subscribe to belonging on Apple podcasts. And if you have a moment, leave a review. This helps my little podcast reach more listeners and I would be ever so grateful.